Welcome back to our podcast. It's been a little bit of a time since we've been together, but uh, that's my fault. We've got a great team here. It's just that my schedule has been crazy. But um, you know what? Today we're going to pick up this topic. We'll, we'll kind of hang around the 20-minute mark, not make it too long, but hopefully make it effective, is the fact that what we're seeing in our world around us, all of us, no one's exempt from what I'm about to share, all of us are experiencing what Jesus warned about in the last days. And he said in Matthew chapter 24, now context-wise, that's a tribulation period chapter, but we see these indicators forming. He says in verse 12, because lawlessness will abound. When, when in the last days, lawlessness will be happening everywhere. He tells us why. He says, really, because many will grow cold in their love. Love will grow cold. So let's talk a little bit about love cooling off love in a culture. Let's talk about community. I'm not talking about love between a husband and a wife. I'm not talking about love, uh, love one another. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about cultural civility, love as a culture. Um, what do we mean by this? What is Jesus saying? He's saying lawlessness will be something that's in the human heart and it's going to percolate. Imagine percolating up. Lawlessness kind of goes like this. No one's going to tell me what to do. Um, I don't have to listen to that guy. Who's that? I, don't, that, I know more than that teacher. Uh, what? He's just a cop. What does he know? What's behind the badge? Nothing but, you know, all this kind of stuff you're hearing. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm the captain of my own destiny. Uh, you only live once, so do it. Back in my day, it was, uh, you know, grab all the gusto you can. He who dies with the most toys wins. <laughs> all these stupid statements. Well, listen, it's on steroids today when people are saying, what? I don't need to listen to you. And so we see this happening where the percolation of lawlessness inside the heart is now coming out of people. Hate, anger against everything. It's, I believe it's a form of spiritual insanity. Everyone has got an opinion about why that person and that guy and that woman is wrong. And here's the funny thing, and I want you to think about it. Because of lawlessness abounding and the love of many growing cold, Jesus said, Matthew 24, 12, is the fact that we cannot tolerate anybody anymore. Don't even begin to tell me that, oh, we're more tolerant than ever. It's not true. It's, it's false. To be tolerant, if you look the word up, to be tolerant is to civilly, kindly, with respect, disagree with someone who has a different view than you do. It means to coexist with someone who's completely different in their worldview. You get along. Look, if you and I pick a topic, politics, abortion, borders, guns, uh, dark meat, red meat, chicken, fish, pick it. Whatever we pick, if we have, you and I, an opposing opinion, we talk about it, we discuss it, we talk about the benefits of, of lean meat, and we talk about the benefits of less taxes, we talk about the benefits, and then you would counter and say, oh, here's the benefits of high taxes, this is why you ought to eat fat, all this stuff. We all have these arguments, and we're supposed to listen to each other's argument and go, wow, I didn't think about that. Uh, I did think about that. That's really weird. Um, you have a different worldview than I do. 
and we completely disagree on those seven issues. I kind of agree on the third one there that you listed. But look, we're out of time. Let's go have lunch. That's tolerating one another. Today, we can't do that. You want to know why? Because our culture today is so thin-skinned and pathetic because it really doesn't know what it believes. That's why we're so volatile. We believe in this. We believe in this. And somebody comes along and says, that's a dumb idea. And there's a riot. There's rock throwing and name calling and people wrapping their faces in masks and throwing rocks through windows and burning things and overturning cars. Why? Well, we have a certain view. So what? It's a free country. Go ahead and have it. See, the reason why this is happening is because Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. There's no more love anymore in people's hearts. People will kill over the topic and the issue of this day. What's happening? Exactly what God said would happen. So, for example, there are those in our lives, I would hope you know people in your lives, who you completely disagree with. And they disagree with you. But you have agreed to agree with them agreeably. You, you, you disagree on the views, but you agree to get along. That's practicing tolerance. You respect one another. Why? Because, listen, this is another key factor. It's not only that we're thin-skinned. It's because we don't believe in God anymore as a culture. If we believe in God, then we must confess that all men, like our founders declared, are created equal. I don't care what color you are. If you are created, and I believe you are created in the image of God, I don't care what color you are. I have to respect you. And I'm commanded to love you because you are somebody created in the image of God, irregardless of your political persuasion, irregardless of your color, or irregardless of your financial station in life. Why? What's the criteria? You've been created in the image of God. And so I value you because God values you. I completely disagree with your worldview. I don't shop where you shop. I don't vote like you vote. I don't eat like you eat. I don't live where you live. But I completely honor you as an individual who's been created in the image of God. That's tolerance. That's a spirit-led life, by the way. That's why the Christian can pray for their enemies. We're commanded to pray for our enemies. Those that are against the cross, those that are against Christianity, those that are against the Bible. We're to love them by praying for them. Think about that. So today, at least I hope in the world that I live in, I hope that those that I come in contact with, if they're an atheist, that they're completely happy to sit down with me knowing where I'm coming from. And they know that I'm not going to post bad words about them or get on a microphone and say, you know what, uh, that guy was a bozo, this, that, or the other. What's happening? Our hearts have grown cold because we have a lawless culture why is that happening? Thirdly, it's because of this. The Bible warns that when God is not alive in our world, every man will do what's right in his own eyes. We are deciding what to do based on what's best for me, what's in it for me. Hey, um, probably going to generate some angst on this one. I don't mean to, but I was talking to a friend of mine recently. He's a conservative. He's a very a successful rancher in uh, middle America. And he said to me, 
that he was all for Donald Trump's policies on punishing China for decades of China abusing our economy. And you know that's a fact. Obama agreed, Bush agreed, Bush agreed, Clinton agreed, all the Bushes, Clintons. You know, it's a fact. It's, a long, it's an ongoing fact. But uh, Trump decided to do something about it. And he said, I was all for that until it began to hit the farming industry. And boy, I don't like it, he said. I don't like what's going on. And of course he doesn't like what's going on because it's hurting him personally, but we're in an economic war. We're in an economic war. It sure beats dropping bombs, let me tell you. But in a war, somebody has to suffer. Somebody has to go without. And currently, the American farmer, rancher, is hurting because of the tariffs that are happening regarding the United States and China, trying to get China to play uh, honest ball. I found that very interesting because he was all for sticking it to China until it hurt him personally. We have lost the discipline of being united to advance the nation. It used to be, listen, in World War II, uh, in, which I was not alive for World War II, hello, but uh, my grandparents and my parents were young, but back in those days, no women wore nylon stockings. All the nylon that they had were, was shipped to the government for clothing to make for soldiers. Everybody saved oil. Did you know that? They cooked, they saved the oil, they would take it to reclamation areas and they would take it and they would use it for the military cause. Metals, tin cans gathered together, everybody sacrificed, everybody got involved. The civil community got involved to help the war effort. And that's how, listen, the world was spared from Nazism and Japanese imperialism. People got together and sacrificed for a greater cause. There was a patriotism and a love of country. We don't have that anymore. It is, I want what I want, and if it takes your life, so be it. In fact, I'm going to pull out my camera and watch you bleed out on the street. That's how callous and cold we've become as our culture. It's all about me. So it is about what it once was. He who dies with the most toys wins, tragically. You say, Jack, how did we get there? We have forgotten about God. God, friends, listen, don't be offended by that. I'm not talking about go and, go and sign up for your church. I'm not talking about go, go to the nearest house of worship. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God has the answers for us. And we need our hearts soft and tender with Him again. I got to tell you, if that happens, we'll, we'll become much less critical. We will stop pointing fingers at people. We will be committed to the truth, which is the ultimate victim of all of this stupid humanism and philosophy that we're talking about. And we'll get back to the truth and we'll get back to the directions and the guidelines and guardrails for life. And we can begin to be a civil culture again. You say, I don't know if that's gonna happen in my country. I don't know if it's gonna happen either. It would take a revival. It's not gonna come from the White House. It's not gonna come from the State House. It's gonna come from your own house first. It's gotta come from your home, from your life. I don't think it's going to happen either unless there's a revival, spiritual awakening. It's happened here before, it can happen again. But we need to determine, I'm going to, I'm going to love those who are in opposition to me. Listen, I'm going to end with this. You can post something today. 
you can tweet something, you can put something on Instagram or Facebook, whatever your mode is, you can lay it down there. And it's going to hit somebody's feelings or emotions, right? So they're going to, instead of them saying, you know what, that really, that post really hurt my feelings and I'm going to think about what you said, but as of right now, I don't agree with you. That would be the most polite thing on the internet I've never seen. People are so quick to throw rocks before they even think. In this day and age, we also need to be careful, friends, that when we post truth or, state or say truth, that, listen, we stick behind the truth. Don't go in front of the truth. Say the truth, do the truth, but don't get in front of the truth to defend the truth. You don't ever do that. The truth does not need defending. It is awesome. It is true. It's transcendent. It is power. Get behind the truth and stay there. Stay right there. Okay? Because truth is being sacrificed in this crazy age in which you and I are living in. And no one, very few I should say, are slowing down to let the truth have its way. In the end, all lies will be exposed. Truth will always prevail in the end. Lies will always fade away. In the end, truth will always come out. But I want to encourage you to consider going to the Bible, going to the words of Jesus, reading your New Testament scriptures, for an example. Start there and let God's word take root in your heart and see if there isn't a change in the way that you think. Because the Lord knows we need it very badly. We need to be civil. We need to be caring. We need to love one another. And in doing that, it's so practical. The truth is so practical. It's in the words we use. It's how we say them. It's what we do for one another. And Jesus, I think, wow, powerfully gave us the picture about that remarkable road that went from the Jordan River Valley. It's still there today, by the way. It's a trail today. It's been there for thousands of years, where in Israel, from the Jordan River Valley, it goes up to Jerusalem. We know it of the place where Jesus talked about the Good Samaritan. And on that road, Jesus talked about where your heart is. There are those who are religious, and there's a man there wounded, and the religious man thinks to himself, I can't get near that guy. He's a bum, he's homeless, or he's hurting, or he's an idiot, or whatever. I can't get near him because I'm religious. It might taint me. Then there are those that are just not caring at all about anything. And they pass by. And then a man goes by who was a man who saw this one who was hurting and picked him up and began to bandage his wounds, put him on his donkey, and took him to a nearby inn and said, listen, I've got to go, but when I come back through here, will you take care of this guy for me? And I will pay you every bit of expense that you're going to have to invest in this guy's welfare to get on his feet again. And Jesus said, that man lived out the very heart of God. It is not a loving thing to keep someone in bondage. The man didn't say, hey, you know what? Leave this guy on the homeless rouster. Leave him in welfare forever. And you can just charge that to me. No, Jesus said, bind up his wounds so he can get better, so he can live his life. 
That truth stings some people today. They don't want to hear it. And yet for that human character to love that person the most is for me to say, listen, you're wounded and you're hurting. Here, I want to help you get up. I want to help you know a trade, know how to communicate, know how to dress so that you can go into the world and listen, not only make a difference, but fulfill the ultimate reason for why you were born, purpose. You see, just that topic alone, you are already maybe crafting a response back because how dare you say that? And what have I said? That a human has absolute intrinsic dignity given to them by God so that they might live a productive life that at the end of the day they could lay down exhausted and tired and wipe the sweat from their brow because they made something with their hands which is godlike, and that person has amazing value and self-worth? Or you leave somebody just living on scraps day by day until they die. See, that upsets people. It's truth. You have to make a choice. Just know this. I pray in my own life that I'll be criticized, no doubt about it. But I hope that nobody will be able to say in truth that Jack is unloving. I may say it wrong. I may do the wrong thing. But... Love should be the motive because I need to mimic God's love in this world. So I want you to think about this. If this podcast matters to you, if you'd like to uh, send it to others, if you'd like to let others know that they can join us right here at Real Talk, we'd love to be able to build the ranks and the viewership of our podcasting outreach. But uh, we hope to be bringing these uh, to you more often. Pray for me. Christians pray for me because my schedule's crazy and I got a wonderful staff that puts up with constant change and that's not easy. So uh, listen, until next time, God bless you guys. Mm -hmm.